The debate continues in response to Alberta Premier Danielle Smith's recently announced changes to uh, policies and procedures around gender surgeries for minors under the age of 18. Uh, The Premier has uh, issued announcements the other week that in Alberta, kids under the age of 16 will no longer be eligible to receive puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones, while sex change surgeries will be limited to those 18 and older. And also when it comes to school policies, uh, children, if they are under 16, cannot uh, be referred to by a different name or gender than, than previously without the parent's permission. And then if they're 16 to 18, they can make the choice to change how they're known, but the parents have to be notified. And this has set off debate all across the country and all across the political spectrum. Some questions as to whether or not in Ontario, Doug Ford will do the same. And a news story indicating that he is not thinking of replicating what Daniel Smith is doing. And again, mixed opinions there in response. Uh, one strong opinion, an expert opinion coming to us from a guest column in the Calgary Herald by Dr. Roy Epen, who is a practicing endocrinologist in Quebec and a senior fellow at the Aristotle Foundation for Public Policy. He has written a column, Alberta is right, children should be protected from transgender procedures. He joins us now. Good morning, Dr. Epen. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Anthony. Yeah, good to have you on the program. And, and just uh, for background, please explain uh, to us what an endocrinologist is, what you do. So um, I deal with uh, hormones. So uh, a hormone is a substance that uh, is produced at one part of the body and acts on other parts of the body. So it's like a, 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 a chemical that from the, your body that acts on other parts of the body. And uh, that has a lot to do with puberty, has a lot to do with uh, uh, diabetes, thyroid disease, all kinds of stuff like that. So you have some clinical practice related to this issue here that, that people are discussing, uh, yes, from an activist perspective, political sp- perspective, but you want to discuss it from a medical perspective. In your column, you write that in Alberta, science and common sense still reign. Uh, you support these proposals that Daniel Smith has brought in. Tell us why. Um, well, so I've been concerned about this for a couple of years, and um, I also work with a group in the U.S. called Do No Harm, and I've written a couple of uh, pieces in the Wall Street Journal. And my concern is that uh, if you look at uh, children with gender dysphoria and, and these kind of issues, and 80% of them will probably get better by just going into puberty and, and with, 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 uh, with, with the appropriate support without doing surgery, without giving them hormones, without giving them puberty blockers. And many of the, the European countries are now having second thoughts about this. Um, so Sweden and uh, the United Kingdom, uh, among others, um, have done systematic reviews of the literature and have found very little evidence um, saying that this is actually helpful to these children. Um, the other issue is, uh, in, in, in some studies, up to two-thirds of these kids turn out to be gay. So um, to me, that this is this is what is actual conversion therapy. Um, so I think what we need to do is let kids uh, find their way, and once they once they reach uh, maturity, if that's what they want to do, um, these surgeries or, or, or other other medical treatments, uh, you know, uh, that, that as long as they have informed consent, um, uh, let them do it. But I don't think that you know kids of that age can consent to be infertile and consent to not ever having an orgasm. Um, And that's some of the side effects of some of these treatments if you give them at an early age. 
Uh, so you write in this guest column that a growing number of countries have already banned or severely restricted children's access to these sort of medical interventions. England, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Belgium, France, Ireland, and Italy are all, I guess, moving in that direction. So in some sense, uh, Alberta is just going in alignment with this new trend that we have seen. Uh, like yes, that's what that's what I said. The, 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 a lot of these countries are looking at the systematic reviews of the literature for, uh, on these topics and seeing that there's no evidence. In fact, the WHO uh, was going to uh, put out gender guidelines for for children and basically said they they weren't going to do that because there was not enough evidence um, to to uh, to justify doing that. So I, I I think that we have to look at the the scientific literature and see what what's best for children. Yeah, do you see that the literature will will change, evolve, will get more sort of evidence behind it? Because that's kind of uh, where we're at now. If we've got the WHO, as you write in your column, uh, saying the evidence base is limited and variable regarding the longer-term outcomes, we want to see uh, what those longer-term outcomes are. I understand that's why the National Health Service in the UK said pause timeout. They wanted to just investigate the matter more. So I think that's one of the other things that we need to do. I think we really need to study what what we're doing, and if we're going to give these kind of uh, interventions, we have to we have to do it in a, a research uh, oriented way, which is what the UK said that they they would discourage use of uh, of uh, the surgery and the uh, and the uh, cross sex hormones and puberty blockers. But if they are they should be done in, in, in a scientific setting to, to, to follow and see what happens to the, the, the children that, that have these uh, treatments. So, and I also think that we should probably have registries of children, of children with, with, with gender dysphoria to see what, what does happen to them. A lot of the studies are, are small numbers, so that, that makes them of, of low quality. So we need to, we need to, uh, we need to study this much more and, we need to make sure that there's benefit before we, we, we give things that can cause harm. Our guest is Dr. Roy Epen, a practicing endocrinologist. We're talking about his guest column in the Calgary Herald on how Alberta is right uh, to bring in transgender procedure rules for children. Uh, Dr. Roy, when you say uh, a registry for children, are you saying that we're not um, sort of cohesively and comprehensively tracking what goes on right now with this? I, that's exactly what I'm saying, mm. and I think that that's true not only in Canada, but I think that's true in most most places in the world. I think we need to be far more careful about about what we're we're doing, and far more uh, more organized in, in 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 following these things. And you know, I would urge that in Ontario as, as well. Um, you know, I I, I I think that the Ontario government should uh, look at what uh, Danielle Smith has, uh, has done and, and, and look at it very long and hard because I think they should follow sweet, uh, suit. And Dr. Roy, you bring up an interesting point from the, the sort of gay rights perspective angle. There are some people who say that what's being done right now by Danielle Smith is, is, is homophobic, is against gay rights. But then there are other people... Uh, in the LGBT community, uh, the National Post featured a column by Alan Stratton, who's been a, a longtime uh, left-wing gay activist, saying that he is actually concerned based on some of the points that you bring up there in terms of these procedures are not respectful of, of what the coming-of-age process is like for gay men. Absolutely. I mean, as I said, and I, I, I wrote in my Wall Street Journal piece as well, that this could be considered a form of, of gay conversion therapy. Um, let let children mature and grow into who they are going to be before you know altering them in ways that will 
have lifelong consequences. Um, I have met uh, some of these kids who've detransitioned, the, the ones that have found that they've made a mistake and have gone back. And many of them had, have had a lot of trouble. And, you know, we have to consider that as well. Um, and I'm not the only one. And, and, and Premier Smith has spoken to many people in, in, in bo- uh, both trans people and gay people. And, you know, I think she, she has been uh, very measured in her response and, and, and trying to be, uh, do the best she can for, for the citizens of Alberta. Yeah, I do find all this headlines about her engaging in, like, hate and so forth. I mean, that's clearly just not, not accurate at all. She's clearly concerned about this issue. It's nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. I mean, I actually know uh, Premier Smith a little bit, and I, I know her to be quite caring on these issues. And I think she, if, you heard the, if you heard her speech, she was very respectful, and I think she's trying to do the best for children. And I think that's what we, we all should do. I, I, I don't think anyone wants to harm children. I, I think uh, we all want what's best for children. Um, and and uh, I think we have different ideas about it, but I think the science is telling us that we should not be doing this until these kids uh, reach an age where they themselves can make the decision because it's a lifelong decision they're going to be making. It's, it's, it's not, you know, a lot of these things are a lot less reversible than what, what people think. No, absolutely. Dr. Roy, before we go, where do you see this headed? Because it does seem like more jurisdictions. I mean, this is a, a relatively new uh, phenomenon in terms of these sort of procedures being brought about, at least more widespread. Uh, and it seems like there will be further restrictions as we just learn more about it. It does seem the trend is going in the Alberta direction. I think that that's going to happen. In the United States, several states have outlawed it outright um, uh, for, for, for younger children. And um, I think that's going to the Europeans uh, were far ahead of us in these kind of things before, and they're backing off because they don't see the evidence. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, once we see uh, this happening in many of our, our countries that, uh, you know, are very similar to us, um, that, 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 that I think that's, that's going to be the trend here. Um, you know, I mean, we, we have to look what, what's best for children. And, and if the, See, if you have, if you're going to give a treatment, you have to make sure that there's there's a, 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 a great net benefit in, in in the face of potential harm, and I think that right. that's going to lead us to being much more circumspect in in these treatments. All right, there we have it, Dr. Roy Epen, endocrinologist. We can read your piece up at CalgaryHerald.com. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks, Anthony. All right, talking about the response to Alberta and the gender transition policies as they relate to children.